Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do with Status Post Adulting. Hey, Status Post Adulting family. This is Sammy and Michelle. And you're listening to the 100th episode of Status Post Adulting, where we are talking about what we learned from 100 episodes of podcasting. Woo! That's right! 100 episodes. And I just want to say, if you've been here since the first episode, the 50th episode, or 100th episode, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. It's crazy to think that we're about to hit Two years of the Status Post-Adulting podcast. Two years? For real? Oh my goodness. I know. A hundred episodes, guys. Thank you. We can honestly, I don't even know if I could have imagined it. Mm -mm. I'm so excited about it. And with 100 episodes, we have learned many lessons. Many. Lessons that we think may span beyond podcasting. Or if you're thinking about starting a podcast, lessons that also are perfect for people who are just podcasting too. I agree, Sammy. I'm so excited to talk about those things because I think there are some things that you just learn through doing and at the same time are so helpful to know if you are starting on your own creative journey or your own entrepreneurial journey. If you're just tackling something new, we hope this will be helpful for you. And it's been a nice reflection for us as well. So to begin with, Michelle, The number one thing that we've learned, or at least the first thing that we're talking about, is action. Get started. Get started. Period. Period. This is huge because there's a million reasons why you would put off starting something. I think we all want to do things perfectly. And the truth is, you're not going to do it perfect on the first episode. It's literally your first episode. You literally have zero experience. So it's all about just doing it and getting it out there. Exactly, Sammy. When we started this podcast, I say this to everybody now, but I honestly don't know if we could have started without you because I was so hesitant to record our first episode. I was so hesitant to publish our first episode and you were so excited about it. You were ready to launch it and you even launched it a day earlier than we planned. (laughs) And I'm so grateful for that because I now realize that I would have turned it over in my head a million times and probably never launched anything. And that would have been so pointless. We would never have gotten to 100 episodes. Yes, Michelle and I have a good balance of my manic energy that just wants to do, 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 and her regulatory energy, which is kind of like, whoa, 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 hold on. But in this case, it is really important just to start. I appreciate that, Sammy. And I agree with what you said too, where you don't know what really matters until you actually do it. You know, I think that it's so easy when you start a podcast, what you think is important is like, is my microphone good enough? Do I have the right equipment? Like, how do I do this? And actually, we had to learn so many things that we didn't even think about before we started. Like we needed a podcast platform and we didn't know anything about that. We just figured it out and we launched it. 
We learned how to edit over time and our editing got better over time. None of those things, like we could have read about them all day, all night, but we would never have been able to learn what we needed to learn without actually doing it, editing our podcast and going back and listening to it. It's true, Michelle. And really, there's just nothing more important than just getting it out there. Because now that we're podcasters, I listen to other people's podcasts, huge name podcasts, and sometimes I'll see a guest with like AirPods on (laughs) and no mic. And I'm like, no way, no way. This podcast probably has like thousands, millions of listeners to each episode. And then they're going to just like let their guests talk with AirPods. (laughs) Guys, Bluetooth headphones are a nightmare (laughs) when it comes to editing. (laughs) Something you only learn though after you have a couple people do it. Yes, exactly. Now we know, but at the same time, it doesn't matter because just getting in the reps is the biggest thing. Exactly. Better to have an episode with Bluetooth headphones and never starting. And I think a part of that, Sammy, is consistency. Consistency over quality. You know what, Michelle? I got to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Did we ever miss a week? Oh! Flags! Flags! (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm kind of not sure, but I'm like 100% sure we never missed a week. No, we have never missed a week. We never did one of those repeat episodes, which like, I love all my favorite podcasts, but sometimes when they're like, doing a throwback, and then they just repeat an episode. I'm like, no, no. I, you know, I don't want to judge it because I want to give us the space to do it in the future if we need to. If we need to take a sabbatical. But this is 100 episodes over 100 weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. Good job, Sammy. Good job, Michelle. And let me tell you, we have taken vacations. We have both had COVID. We have taken vacations many weeks in a row and realized last minute and then had to record four episodes in a day. (laughs) We had a radio tower fall in our house. We did have a radio tower fall in our house. (laughs) And look, I'm not saying that you should record a podcast even if a radio tower has fallen in your house, but Mm -hmm. you know what? Props to us. Yeah. I'm going to say good job. And you know why? Because Sammy and I decided partway through our podcasting, We started to really think about like our goals and what was important. And we realized that the most important thing is consistency. And so we set a goal our first year and we said, you know what, if nothing else, let's publish one podcast episode every single week. Yes. So you may be doing your Taco Tuesday and then you also know that it's Saddest Post-Adulting Tuesday because every Tuesday we are there no matter what. And yes, the quality of the content is important. But number one is the consistency. Because if you actually prioritize quality over consistency, then you might get so OCD about the quality that you might not put out something. Versus if it's about consistency, you want the quality to be good, but you know you have to put something out there. It's so true, Sammy. And I'll say, actually, quality is kind of hard to anticipate. Mm, Like we've had episodes that we've loved that didn't take off necessarily. We've had episodes that we felt like we scrapped together that did really well and we got a lot of positive feedback. So it's just better to constantly launch every week. First off, give yourself that vote of confidence. Like I am a podcaster. I launch a podcast episode every single week. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, by doing, again, we're learning what works, what doesn't work. We can iterate, make changes and approach the new week with the new lessons that we've learned. And one of the lessons that we did learn related to consistency is that we need a schedule. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be consistent, do yourself a favor and create a schedule. 
I agree, Sammy. We used to get to the weekend. We would both separately wait for like the right moment to start our podcast. We didn't plan around starting our podcast. Things might come up. We would end up having a lot of friction at the beginning because we'd both be moody because we'd try to convince each other that we need to get started. And instead, we just said every Saturday at 11 a.m., we are going to start working on our podcast. We have a schedule. If we're doing multiple episodes, I will outline a schedule for us. And it makes everything so much easier. We come in in such a better mood because we know as soon as the clock strikes 11, it's podcast time. Yes. Do not leave decisions for your future self. Set a schedule like we did where it's like 11 o'clock, you're going to do the podcast. For the first hour, you're going to plan the podcast. Then you're going to take a break to eat. Then you're going to record the podcast. Whatever applies to your creative pursuit, do the same thing because there's literally energy taken up by trying to motivate yourself or mentally figure out when you're going to do things. And you just want to take that out. You want to take out all that mental energy that goes into planning if it's going to be the same thing every single week. Exactly. I think when you're doing a project, it's going to take a lot of energy out of you, a lot of creative energy, a lot of thought. That's the point of doing something, right? And so if you waste your decision-making muscles on things like, am I going to start? Do I need to convince my sister to start? You're just setting yourself up for failure. Is she eating a polypum right now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it would be the drama that we had when we lived at home with our parents. And I'm like, "Um, why is Michelle eating a heavy carb meal when we know we have to record today at some point? Yes, Sammy learned that she can't judge my eating habits. (laughs) But also that no matter what I eat, whether it's 10 polypums or nothing, I will still be ready to go at 11. Yes, now that we both know 11 a.m. is our time, we both can mentally be prepared to start at that time. With that, Sammy, one of the biggest lessons I've learned, maybe in life, but also in podcasting over the last two years, is be vulnerable, be personal. I think this is true no matter what project you do, but open up, share your experience. Those are the things that really resonate with people not these general ideas or observations. It's true, Michelle. Nobody wants to hear a generic message. Everybody wants to know your story. Even if it feels like your story is uninteresting, the people are listening to your podcast or they're participating in whatever your thing is because they are interested in you. I think about when I listen to podcasts, I'm always eventually Googling what they look like or curious about their family or where did they grow up. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> where do they where live? Do they live? <laughs> what hours are they in their house? <laughs> How far of a drive is it from here? <laughs> which, which house is it on the street, though? <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. It's true, Sammy, in the non-creepy way. <laughs> it's interesting because I think when someone starts something new, I'll use podcasting as an example. You think, I thought, there are a million podcasts out there. What is different about me? How can I even compete with, say, the Tim Ferrisses of the world? Some version of that. And I think the thing that I didn't appreciate is that we might be podcast lovers and listen to all these different podcasts. But for some people, it's us that they're attracted to. It's our message, our story, our experiences. They relate to it on some level. Like we've had a lot of people reach out to us and say, oh, yeah, my family's like that, too. Or I really related to that story because I know you and I know your mom and I know your dad. 
those type of things make you realize that like 100 people out there might be doing the same thing as you. But for some people, your message, your product is the one that's going to be the right fit for them. Exactly. When I think about that, Michelle, I think about financial independence, retire early. There's a lot of different media about financial independence and retiring early out there. But I do think that there's been a lot of people who first heard it here on our podcast. And that's because maybe they're not the type of person who is inherently interested in that and going to go listen to like two random dudes talk about it. But when it's two people Indian who look like sisters. them. Indian, funny, cute, beautiful sisters. Amazing. <laughs> yes. It just resonates with them because that's more like them. And I think none of these spaces are saturated. People want to hear your story because everybody's story is unique and everybody's story resonates with somebody. Exactly. And if you get started today, you can practice it over 100 episodes, refine it, and then find the people that it resonates with. And Michelle, being vulnerable does not just apply to being vulnerable on the podcast. If you're working in a team with someone like me and Michelle do, then it's also about being vulnerable with each other. Oh, yeah. That was a hard one for me, but Sammy helped me. And, you know, I think we both worked on that together. We both entered this podcast thinking we're the best sisters ever. Nobody has a closer relationship than we do, and there's no way we could already be closer. And let me tell you, having a business, having a project with someone is completely different. Yes. I don't know how people different. get married. That's what I realized doing this podcast. I'm like, <laughs> I'm with my sister and I can align with her and we can learn and work through stuff and learn to align. But dang, you bring on the full on rando. How do you guys get back together to the same place to achieve goals together? Props to all you married people out there. Married and randos. And married randos. <laughs> like our parents. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, if you were in an arranged marriage, aka Randall's getting married, <laughs> then props to you too, because that's also really difficult. I agree though, Sammy. Communication is so key. And that was something that I learned. And I learned that a part of communication is being vulnerable and saying, hey, I'm frustrated that you showed up five minutes late when we're recording our podcast. And for you to say... This is why that happened. And then we can have a conversation. And a lot of the reasons we set up things like our schedule is because we were actually willing to be open with each other and share how we were feeling, our frustrations, not to glorify it. There's a lot of yelling and crying and getting our mother involved as well. The benefit <laughs> of being sisters. <laughs> and then once our mother was involved, we were like, you know, we really need to work on this. Just us two. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy cannot solve all our problems. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's true. I think another aspect, Michelle, was even the energy that we bring to the podcast, that mm -hmm. yes and energy. Yes and. And I think when you're working on something for hours, it's easy to be moody. It's easy to be hungry. You have to set up systems to not do that. And you have to have that open space where you're going to create a positive space for that other person. Because that episode, if it has that negative yeah, you want to create a space that is positive and where the other person feels like they can communicate openly, which I think we do really well now. But it, it took a while to get there because it's easy to get moody or upset in this long preparation process and then come into the podcast with a bad attitude. And that's just unacceptable. And now I think we both work hard to be careful what we say to each other, especially before we're going to record, because we know that we really want to bring the best energy to the podcast. 
Yeah, especially when you do something like we do, which is recording ourselves. We came to the understanding that no matter what happens before or after the podcast, we will be supportive, positive, encouraging, and we will bring our best selves to the recording. As soon as it's done, if we want to be a nightmare to each other, fine. We usually just set aside time to be alone. Really, we (laughs) we just need to be alone. But we do try to create a space where we can both come in and be happy, positive, and really bring our best selves out during the podcast. And we have trust in each other that we're going to do that. Like, I think that's part of it as well, making sure we're not policing each other because now I'm in a place where I know no matter what is happening before the podcast, I know Sammy's going to bring 100% energy. And our last lesson that we learned is the importance of community. Yes. I know it seems obvious, but it's something that you can easily forget about when you go on your journey. The truth is nobody can give you advice like people in your community do. And there's two communities, Amy. There are the people who are podcasters, and there are people that listen to our podcast. One thing we really appreciated when we started doing our podcast is how valuable it is to know other people who are podcasting. And in our case, we were so, so lucky that people have been so generous with their time and their energy to help give us feedback. Yes, I remember when we had our episode with the Debt Free Guys, they spent probably almost an hour with us afterwards giving us advice on how to podcast. And with podcasting, it's really particular. The same types of marketing and advertising are not going to work with podcasting like they do with Instagram or TikTok because sometimes those medias just don't overlap. And it's just really nice to get somebody else's perspective on what to do. The same thing happened when we went to the Stacked Book Tour with Joe Salcihai from Stacking Benjamin's podcast. We told him that we have a podcast and he actually gave us such good advice just listening to an episode. He immediately was able to zero in on a friction point in our podcast, which was actually our intro. Because we were kind of chatting at the beginning, making it hard for someone to just come in and listen to our topic. And so we moved that to the end of our podcast, which we actually took from the Stacking Benjamins after show. And not only did it improve the problem that we were trying to solve, which was making it difficult for people to just enter our podcast and listen to our topic, but it also made it more fun for us to chat at the end of our show. At the beginning, we're not really in the mood to find a fun story or to gab. We have this nervous energy, we're ready to go. But at the after show, we're like loose, we enjoy it so much. And it just was a huge improvement that somebody who has been thinking about podcasting way longer than we have was able to quickly identify and help us with. Yes. Just having those people who create a podcast give you advice and get an idea of how they do their podcast makes a huge difference. It's such a small niche world and you don't have to figure everything out by yourself. Creating the community, it does involve kind of putting yourself out there too. We went to the book tour. We're part of financial independence groups. We email people to try to get them on our podcast. All these things are things where you have to put yourself out there and be vulnerable. But at the same time, these people literally have 
the best advice. And it's also just so reassuring to feel like you are connected to people in your community. Exactly. And it's true, I think, no matter what you do, if you are tackling a new project or creative project, and you can find people who are a little bit ahead of you in the journey, that will help you 10x your growth so much faster, because they have already made some of those mistakes. A lot of times people are willing to help, which is what we realized. And they just provide a touchstone to help you realize, like, hey, everything is going well, you're doing okay. And the other part of community is the people we talk to who listen to our podcast. That's you. I think one of my most favorite things about doing the podcast is hearing how other people have used advice or information from the podcast to pursue things on their own. Yes. Here are some examples. People have started building an emergency fund after listening to our podcast, investing in I-bonds, starting their own projects, reading books like The Untethered Soul. And the four agreements. And the four agreements. Giving those books to all of their friends because they Mm -hmm. were so motivated by it. Or having a book club with their friends about it. Having a book club with their friends about it. It's so cool to hear that and to know that we're making an impact. And that's actually so much more important to me than any of the numbers. I had no idea that would happen. And to have people reach out to us and say like, hey, I made a change because of something you said in your podcast. I'm setting myself up for more financial security because of your podcast. Those type of things. It's crazy. Like we love all of you. We really do. And the fact that we can help be a part of lifting this community means so much to us. I agree, Michelle. The idea that like some of my friends or people that I know or people who are acquaintances are going to be wealthier, going to be millionaires because of a first step that they maybe took by listening to our podcast, or that some people are more spiritually vulnerable or more aligned because of listening to our podcast. The idea that we could have had that impact is just so moving to me. It's so true, Sammy. And it's quantifiable. We've done a little bit of the rough math, but have not done it all. But it's literally thousands of dollars that people are saving, investing, putting towards their future. And those thousands will become millions, which is insane to me. Absolutely insane. And so, Sammy, I think if we were to talk about takeaways, the biggest thing to me is I am so happy and proud of our podcast. I'm so excited that we have achieved this, that we've reached 100 episodes. To take a quick look back, after our first year, Sammy and I had a mini like fight slash breakdown meltdown because she thought we had more listeners than we did or I don't really know what her expectations were she wasn't in the numbers as much as I was I really did think we had a lot more listeners than we did and just like seeing the numbers laid out there I was like oh my god I'm literally going to work and podcasting and that's all I do with my life and only this many people are listening to our podcast (laughs) And I think it was really in the second year that we really learned and appreciated that it's so much more than the numbers. One, the longevity of our podcast brought a lot of opportunities for us. We did our first brand deal this year. We have been aligning with other podcasts and opening up in this community, which has really been awesome. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. And uh, really seeing the compound impact, not only on the community, but also on myself. 
If you read a bajillion self-help books and you're constantly talking about these topics, you will become better. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I'm in a better financial position because of this podcast. I'm in a better spiritual position because of this podcast. Because we're talking about something that means a lot to us and we're constantly revisiting it. And so, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway is that the impact is there. It's really just about getting started, being consistent with it, being open, being vulnerable, investing in your community, both the people who are doing the thing you're doing and the people who are receiving it. And then just let God do his thing because you can only control so many things in this world. You're absolutely right, Michelle. 100 episodes. If you'd like to text us, email us, say congratulations. You guys are the best. Feel free. You know how to reach us. We want to say thank you to you because honestly, we appreciate all of you so much in a way that I really can't even explain. It's so beautiful. Like you've given us so much. You've opened up so many amazing conversations and we're just so, so, so grateful for it. And most importantly... Be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and we rethink the status quo. Hey guys, welcome to the after show. Welcome to the after show. A hundred episodes. Pew, 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 pew. A hundred episodes. Here's the after party. Here's the after party. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for being here for all of it. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. For us, we've honestly, we've, we've been busy. We have been busy. We went to San Francisco for Thanksgiving, which was wonderful. We went to Atlanta for Rimple's baby's first birthday. Mm-hmm. We got to see our friends, which was so amazing. Got to spend time with our Michigan girlies. Get to rage with one-year-olds, like <laughs> all the best things. And we went to Joshua Tree this past weekend with Abby and Karen. It was like a status post-adulting retreat. It was so beautiful. It was such a wonderful experience. And it even ended with a double rainbow. It ended with a double rainbow. Which I did not actually fully realize. Despite me saying there is a double rainbow, (laughs) she didn't realize it until she went to filter her photo. (laughs) Yes. I took a picture of the double rainbow. It was so beautiful. I thought it was a single rainbow. And when I edited my photo, all of a sudden, a double rainbow appeared like... Two semicircles on top of each other, two rainbows, and it was so insane. I was already like so impressed by the first rainbow because we could see the whole entire rainbow. And when I found out it was a double rainbow, I just, I couldn't. I was done. She was like that guy in that video. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like I was looking up double rainbows after and then I realized that there was this guy who went totally viral. Oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> I am, to be honest, his reaction was less than mine. Like I was like, Michelle, Michelle. <laughs> if you had had that during the actual double rainbow, I think it would have meant more. But while we were, when the double rainbow came out, I was like, wow, I totally get why that guy's like kind of freaking out. Cause you're like, wow. One rainbow, what a beautiful sign. And then you see two, and you're just like, oh my gosh, (laughs) the angels are smiling down. It's true. So hopefully good vibes. I'm very nervous now to say good vibes at the end of the year. Why? After the pandemic. (laughs) I don't know. But I, I think everything that has happened has been so amazing. We're hashtag blessed. And I'm excited for the future. We are hashtag best. It's like, it's one of those things you can't say because it's it's so obnoxious. But at the same time, you're like, hashtag blast, hashtag blast. 
it's just like what resonates with me right now is like hashtag blessed hashtag blessed <laughs> but i'm pretty sure our doormat says like blessed or something like that oh yeah not that we had a lot of options but that we, was we the perfect option had no options we had zero options it's a wonderful doormat it is anyway talk to you guys later bye